Bruce Archibald. And I am Pat Shea. And we are happy to be back in your ears. Yes. It's and been a couple weeks. Exactly. Thank you for your patience as we've been lining up new storytellers and putting together a new episode. Um, we're really excited, not only about today, but about the storytellers we've got coming up. And so uh, it is worth the wait. Yay. Well, you know, because it's end of school year mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, and it's been... It, it, it gets crazy. For those of you yeah. whose kids are not in school yet, end of school year is just a parade of like nonstop. Talent shows, school play. Um, gathering around something. And then all everyone's birthday parties are trying to smack in there too. Exactly. Which are very important this year because last yes. year at this time, folks didn't get to have necessarily birthday parties. In fact, uh, we were talking school photos and approval of school photos, for instance. And we had a fun thing happen. And uh, one of our kids' classes uh, did the photo shoots amazingly resourcefully using um, FaceTime and Google Duo. And, uh, and that's really cool that they were able to do that. And then they put together composite photos of the kids. Uh, and we have discovered that, uh, in one of our kids classes, one of the kids, the photos that they got back and the, the photo of the kid in the composite class photo is just some other kid. No idea. Like, like doesn't even go to the school. Totally different kid. No one recognizes this kid. He's in a bow tie. Yep. Um, and, uh, and I guess it's just uh, uh, an indication of the residual pressures that we've all been sort of dealing with. At the same time, you we, want this family to have their kid in the we photo. We got to get that kid in the Yeah. And you want their classmates to have the kid in the photo. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> we'll so, keep you posted. Yes, exactly. Doesn't get back. <laughs> No, but that is symbolic of how this year has gone. Yeah. We've adapted. Some things have gone wrong. Uh, so all of our steps forward, you know, it's uh, like two steps forward, one step back. Now we're mm-hmm. cha-cha'd. So that's how this year. It's been a big cha-cha. Thank you for the real genius re- reference. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so also I will say journaling pages are coming. They will be on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash funny parents by the end of this week. Yes. And yeah. And so often every once in a while, Pat and I will mention some of these other workshops that we teach. So we have this business called true play improv, and we really focus on using improv as it pertains to parenting, Mm -hmm. right? This summer, we are super excited that we are going to offer our wordplay workshop, which we often do here in New York City schools all around. Yeah. We're going to offer it to everybody. We're going to put it out. It's all going to be on Zoom. This is for parents, really, of kids age three to five, that pre-KK mm-hmm. sweet spot, the kids who are just starting to read, starting to put stories together. So this is a fun three-week on Zoom workshop yeah. that we're going to talk about expressive reading. We're going to talk about how to get your kids to take characters on a journey, identify the hero's journey a little bit, and arm parents with skills to make reading time not a drag. Yes. Right? We all know it gets repetitive. What are ways to mix it up? Yeah, and have a really good time as we do. And it's something really cool uh, that we've learned during the pandemic is that, uh, yeah, ever this used to always be in person, and uh, and 
it's been really fun to have these short sessions on Zoom because you don't need a sitter. Uh, it's totally cool if someone's crawling on you while you're in while you're in the workshop. Uh, we're all there, and uh, and so it's really easy, and you can join from anywhere, literally anywhere in the world. Right. So you can get more information about that at funnyparentspodcast.com. We'll yes. have a link there that you can sign up. And if you sign up by the end of June, there's a discount uh, for it. So check that out. We hope you will join us this July. It kicks off July 15th for three mm-hmm. Thursday nights for just one hour. Yeah. Uh, so we hope to join us. We would love to have you and we'd love to meet you. Exactly. But today, mm-hmm. we have a very old and dear friend to us. Yes. And one of my bosses. Yes. One of our bosses. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so going back to the very, very, very beginning of when I moved to Chicago and started, you know, studying improv, there was this fellow, Bob Bob Culhan, who was this incredibly energetic performer uh, who always was engaged, like always, always was around. And, uh, and over time, he ended up on the first resident team at Improv Olympic, Baby Wants Candy, and they ended up touring all over the world. They, they were a huge hit at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, uh, which led to them getting to tour Singapore. And, uh, and eventually, Bob also was able to take the skills that we use in improv and apply them to behavioral economics and business. And the next thing we knew, Bob was an adjunct professor at Duke Business School and bringing us down to teach improv workshops specifically for business. And now uh, some of my favorite work is I get to go to places, go to companies and go to other great uh, business schools around the country and teach improv. And that is because of the energy, the enthusiasm, and the intelligence of Bob Cohan. And he has two kids. And he's going to share a little bit about using improv and finding the limits. <laughs> I do. Uh, the joy of of parenthood or parenting uh, my my story or really a couple of stories really kind of focus on this very fragile balance between encouraging your child or children to like just just reach for the stars you know fail with glory don't worry about failure you know you just just dare to dream right mm-hmm. do the impossible <clears throat> and then on the opposite side of that, do things correctly. Play within the limits. Play within the law. <laughs> Whatever it is, the, the rules, the rules. And so it it turns into sort of a, a slippery slope for me anyway, personally. And Pat, you I may have even told you this story before at one of the gigs that we were on as we you know would share stories about our children. Uh-huh. First one focuses on Casey, my my son. Uh, at this time, he's about three and a half years old, and due to just a miscommunication between my wife and me, I I wanted him to play baseball, t ball, and uh, she's like, "Should we put him in? He'd be at, at three, three and a half. He's going to be the youngest uh, playing. Um, do we do that?" And I'm like, "Ah, you know, let's just hold him off. I'll work with him on our own, and then we'll wait till he's closer to four and put him in." And somehow she she heard me say, "Let's put him in." And so we stuck him in and 
oddly, he's, uh, you know, at three, the fall of three and, and spring and three and a half, he's, he's doing okay. I mean, he's holding his own in T-ball. I mean, it's pretty much like all the kids just like the ball gets hit and all the kids run and tackle each other, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like like there's money in that ball or something like that or candy <laughs> in this case. Uh, however, he's he's embracing the rules and and uh, he could switch it. He's a natural switch hitter and mm. and can with power actually on both sides of his ball. He's cranking the ball, and so at around three and a half, he's asking for me to throw the ball to him. He's asking the th- uh, coach pitch. He's asking for you know it to be lifted off the tee and tossed to him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because in my head, I'm like, I want you to really love this. I want you to embrace how good you are or comfortable you are with this. And again, let's qualify. It's good at three and a half. Yet he's 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 got some you know foundational stuff. And so I want him to really like love love this and i don't want to get frustrated because i i know how hard it is to hit a, a moving ball and how easily someone can get distracted so i'm discouraging him from doing this on multiple days with the idea of like just good love for the game foundation confidence confidence in what he can do as mm-hmm. a hitter mm-hmm. and then the last uh, like two games the coach is like, all right, now we're going to move the tee and we're going to see what they can do uh, with some balls just tossed to them from like three or four feet away. And I'm like, oh, they're doing this. The coaches are doing that. Oh, <laughs> all right. And then, sure enough, he gets up there and on the right side, uh, you know, misses a couple and then cranks, cranks it, nails it. Boom, wow. boom. And so the next time up, he's, I'm just like, Casey, flip, flip, flop. Because I'm always like, come on, up, opposite side. Let's go. Let's keep both sides going. Mm. And the coach is like, what, uh, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, let's see what happens. And so, boom, like one of the first pitches, cranks it again, right at the yeah. coach. He has to like move. And it <laughs> makes me feel great and horrible at the same time. <laughs> because my – I, you know, we should be teaching them to, to like, especially as improvisers, right? I mean, yeah. we're out there on stage, fail with glory. We're out there, like, put it all out there, and some shows are going to, some shows going to make it. Yet that passion is is so important. And what am I doing? I'm suffocating that because I want him to feel confidence. And I'm like, um, at this age, at three and a half, I should be teaching him to be fearless and bold. And instead, I'm I'm teaching him not to reach for the stars, not to. I guess puns intended here, swing for the fences nice. on this. Oh my goodness. And so that's that first lesson that I had really for myself of like, I, I got to get better at this because I do want him and my daughter to have confidence. I do want them definitely to play within the, the, the restrictions of whatever the, the circumstances are. Yet at the same time, they should be bold. They should mm-hmm. be fearless. And so now Casey is seven and a half. So four years ago, we're talking about this took place. I've really made a concerted effort to embrace yes and, right? Mm -hmm. Embrace, okay, what do you want to do and how can I help you? How can we make this happen? And this moves into both gardening and cooking as well as I've tried to embrace this with both my children because you have to eat so you might want to learn where food comes from figure out how to you know produce it on your own and then know what to do with it after you get this food and so uh with both my kids especially like we'll start in the garden all right so now i'm in the burbs of manhattan and we got a a good sized garden like eight by 20 at this time it's closer to eight by 30 during the pandemic because i get frustrated and go out there and dig essentially (laughs) What are you doing? I don't know. Digging. 
It seems like I'm, I'm being productive doing this. Uh, let's go ahead. So uh, both my children now, I'll go back a few years with Case, uh, want to plant toys. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Brilliant. Grow something. Let's be, let's be clear, Dad. We should grow something I want. You know, yeah. I want asparagus. You want asparagus. <laughs> you want asparagus. I want to grow BattleBots or Dino, <laughs> all these different things that they have. Dragonauts or Dragonbots or whatever. And, and Callie's been doing the same thing too now that she's uh, uh, three, four, four and a half. Um, she was out in the garden the other day and she's just like, I'm going to plant a stuffy. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is cloth. And it'll get dirty, and it's going to change it, and I'm going to get in trouble. And at the same time, in my head, I'm like, well, let's plan it and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, when at the same time, I I already know what's going to happen, and it's just going to result in this thing that you love, not multiplying. And, you know, we won't plant it in the prime spot. That will go to the tomatoes. Let's plant it in over here in this area and let's just see what happens and we'll water it and dig it up in a few years if we remember it's still there. Now that <laughs> moves over into cooking. So with uh, we got the you know the kids' knives in the kitchen and and uh, we the first thing that we started focusing on is salsa. Really, that's the first mm-hmm. one. And I want to say we, that's Casey kind of led that charge and Callie's really gotten into it as well. Like because salsa is like one of those great things where like yeah. throw a bunch stuff in a bowl and salt it (laughs) salsa you know it doesn't have to be tomato based it could be just Mm -hmm. like guacamole doesn't necessarily have to have avocado in it if you're going to do like a mango guacamole for example or a mango salsa neither Mm -hmm. one of those is tomato yet it kind of has that same style and feel you know it turns a little chutney like or whatever it might be yeah so in making these, uh, I pretty much will like open up the door to them, whether it's you know, a chutney or a, a salsa or um, a guacamole. I'm like, okay, what do you want to put in? I've I've chopped up the tomatoes. I've chopped up the the guaca the the guacamole, the um, avocado. So we have our base. What do you want to put in there? Mm-hmm. And so I've got them into like the basic, you know, essentials for these things: salt pepper, uh, if we're going to go guacamole, garlic powder, onion powder, some raw garlic I like in there as well, onions, chopped onions. And then after we get a good base of whatever it might be, it's like, what do you else do you want to put in there? Olives. Okay, olives, olives can go with everything. <laughs> we're good to go with that. Oh, we need to add more garlic powder. Boom, boom. <laughs> There's a dump in there. So it walks this line of like, oh, we have to eat this. I want to encourage you to put whatever you want in there. Yep. <laughs> We still have to eat this. We're not. We don't want to waste food. Mud. If we're really going to do that, you know, if we're just going to experiment. Then let's just put a bunch of play-doh together. <laughs> we want to consume this, mm-hmm. and so it walks this line of like, okay, you want to put uh, pickles in this, uh, and I'm not sure how that will taste with the strawberries you put in. <laughs> Blueberry. Now, some of these are like weird combinations. Yet, actually, blueberries in guacamole tasted pretty, pretty good. So I'm like, oh, all right, what do I know? You know, so <laughs> like, ah, all right, we'll we'll give a little bit and take a little bit and try to find that balance in the middle. And I think there's where that yes and again is coming into play. Of like, yes and if we add too much, let's taste as we go. Let's let's experiment. Why yeah. don't we take a bite of this and a bite of that independently and decide if we want to marry them together? 
for this. Some some flavors didn't work, and so it's it's still learn with this. Now, uh, this this delicate line though continues on of like play, right? Experimentation and play, and so we we give our children a lot of wiggle room to go and do their own thing and try to experiment, and this of course you know leads to danger with little children. Yes. So. Yeah. Like, because you have to watch them, and yet you want to give them freedom to do what they want. Yet we're not talking about playing with scissors or juggling knives. Yet, you know, <laughs> wait till we get back together and my circus act comes around. <laughs> what we're just talking about is like freedom to do something, and and it doesn't take much. Because now I'm gonna cut to uh, like April of last year, April 2020, and you both know in Manhattan and in the birds of Manhattan, New Jersey, where I live. Yeah. Oh man, this this thing was exploding, right? It's yeah. weeks into this, and the the rates are so high. It's like thirty five hundred, four thousand people a day are getting COVID nineteen, and it's so much unknown too. You know, it's it's unknown from like losing all. We're all in the gig economy, so we lose all the got jobs. Boom, yeah. that falls off the face of the earth. Yeah, where's where's money coming from? Where's the security? What? What, what about what is this? You know, how uh, what all these people who in China are dying and Italy, Italy is just like floating yeah. on itself. And every story you're hearing and reading is about how bad this is, except our leadership is like, you know, go gulp sunshine. You'll be fine. And we're, we don't have leadership in this country that's like supporting us. And so the, the, the spiral of I think what most of us were going through in a gig economy when you don't have job security is just it's an alligator death roll at times of like what is happening with anxiety and, and hospitalization yeah. rates and all this stuff. And my daughter at this point, three and a half years old, sticks a tiny Lego, one of the small ones up her nose no. you know, like a single dot of a lego legos the the ones that like turn into headlights yeah. for cars or something like that yeah, yeah yeah and she shoves this thing up her nose and i'm working i hear my wife go you know in that voice and i don't know why that turned into mary tyler Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like had that like and i'm like I, 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 we live in a ranch house and so I'm on one side and it echoes through the house and I'm, I, I know right away, like I, I was in a call. I'm just like, I have mm-hmm. to go. And so I'm just like, and at that time, all the calls were like, please, please bring us in. Please, yeah. now, please, you know, let's just talk about this. I was like, like being broken up with, I guess, like, do we really want to do this? And I know it's not, it's not me, it's you or it, <laughs> it's circumstances. <laughs> I leave this call, and fortunately, I'd already had a good relationship with this client. Uh, Pat, you've actually worked with this client mm-hmm. before um, in the, the D.C. area. So mm-hmm. I just was leave it, and uh, one of my colleagues is on, just like, something must have happened. I run across the, the house, and my wife has just, like, got that look in her eyes. I'm like, who's bleeding? What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> My son, who's you know three years older than Callie, is kind of like sitting in the corner, like uh, like like the child from The Sixth Sense, like he just saw a ghost, like just kind of like looking back and forth. I'm like, what's happening? And my daughter is on the bed in hysterics, right? And I'm just like, oh, she's possessed. What what is happening? What's <laughs> and so my wife, this tiny Lego up the nose, and I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm like, my instinct is like, like she's choking. Like I should put her over my knee and like hit her back a couple of times. 
And I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. I don't know what to do. Could we stick some some tweezers, some tweezers up her nose? You know, like what? If, what if I put my finger up one nostril? Will it push it out the other one? That, that fast process like not in your head. Uh, that was like what scenario? 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 And we're like, let's call somebody. Uh, let's call a doctor. And she's like, I already called a friend of ours, a, a wonderful person named Pyle. My son was in the school with her son uh, a few years ago, and she's a pediatrician. So she's like, oh, do this. Okay. So you want to like blow in her nose, and it will force her blow in her mouth, blow in her mouth, not her nose, because I'll force it up. So you don't want to do that. You can suck her nose, you know that type of like, um, like a kid full of snot, squeezy type of like. Oh, you know, oh. Thing, the vacuum. Oh yeah, yeah, vacuum. that thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. However, if you uh, essentially like mouth to mouth resuscitation, you close one nostril, blow in her nose, pff, it should like help dislodge it. Oh my goodness. However, my daughter's <laughs> a half, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. I don't know what you're doing. All I know is you guys are freaking out a bit. So we're freaking out. I'm trying to like, all right, everybody be calm. It's okay. Everybody's okay. <laughs> You know, so my head shifts to that. And my wife is like, hey, it still didn't work. Calling the, the pediatrician, it's not gonna, it still didn't work. It still didn't work. Try this, try that. And oh. so it amounts to we're, and keep in mind the pandemic, the hospitalization. Yeah. We're gonna have, in the unknown of all this, we're gonna have to go to the hospital. We're gonna have to oh, go to man. the hospital, get this out in an area that does not have beds for people with COVID. You know, they're, oh, we're sticking yeah. to everywhere, everywhere, because all the hospitals were just at, past max capacity, you know, yeah. makeshift beds in hallways and stuff like that. And we're like, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to get this. We're going to get COVID because we have to bring her. Yeah. And we're yeah. at this point of this decision. We're like, let's just give this one more go. And at this point, Callie is just like, she's like an MMA wrestler at this point. She's like, I don't want any of this. And she's smacking hands as they come close to her. And she's like, <laughs> You know, Muay Thai us and then knee to the groin. We're like, ah. So I guess here's the fortunate thing. I did study a few years of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's right. That's right. I, I come in from behind. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got a foot over her legs and I'm pulling her back and, and not choking her, obviously. Yeah. It's, you know, that whole posture of like, I'm going to hold you as tight as possible yeah. from the top of your body to the bottom, including your legs. And at Casey, I have my son, like, just hold on to her legs. That way I got her torso. I have embraced her head against my head. Like, she's just kind of locked into place. And my wife goes in again, and one nostril shot, and under the grace of whatever God or deity exists out there, the hands of fate, fortune, this tiny little Lego comes popping out. Oh my God. And I like, I remember looking at my wife and I'm just like, tears are just coming down my eyes. I'm just like, oh, do we need to do anything now? Do we hold her upside down and shake her? <laughs> I don't know what the next step is. Is it ice pops? Does everybody just get some ice pops with this? Like, do we have any ice pops? If we place our order now in like three weeks when we finally get our next food delivery, we get, we could have ice pops then. Do we have anything? Old Easter candy from last year. With, you know. so it's just it's it's that 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 thing of like unknown. What what yeah. will happen next, and how much room do we give give our kids? And, mm-hmm. and when is that line? You know, when is it when is it time to stop? 
like the night times, like when they were like, I'm ah, one more story, one more this, one more that. Like, no, 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 that's not like you can't continue to yes and next because it's confusing. Mm-hmm. And so it's that like freedom to do something. Like my kids, my kids for the last three weeks are, are fart bombing me. Like, <laughs> they just come in and turn their back to me and like push their booty out. And like, <laughs> Like it's the best thing in the world. Go run away, and the, the the kind of the tricky thing is is like we still we bought a lot of like dry beans at the in mm. March twenty twenty. <laughs> we're, we're going through these now, like a lot of lentils and stuff like that. So they've got kind of like adult hangover farts. We <laughs> <laughs> got bean farts that they're like coming like boom. You got it now, Dad. Like <laughs> funny the first like week and a half. You know, now, now it's just like, um, hmm, a little bit too much, but I, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of the balance, right? The, the, the type rope that will walk forever that, uh, or until they're old yeah. enough to really be making their own decisions of when to, when to give them that freedom and permission to fail with glory and swing for the fences and, and when to pull them back and say like, okay, it's time to stop farting on daddy. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. gosh, that's hilarious! It will never be time to stop farting on daddy. That's true. I don't know that they ever will. Like my yeah. son, the the allergist yesterday, because he he had a very bad milk allergy, very bad egg allergy, and okay. cashew and pistachios. Pistachios, unfortunately, in March of 2020, no, excuse me, February of 2020, <coughs> he graduated from his OIT treatment, so slow oh, or oral immune therapy treatment to get him acclimated to milk. And now he's forced to drink eight ounces of milk every morning. Mm. Yet he's not allergic to milk. He can have pizza. He can have cheese. He could kiss somebody who had pizza or cheese, you know? I mean, it's, it's yeah. the next thing. And so now uh, just um, yesterday, they went back to the allergist to, to be like, well, how, what's the egg looking like? And so the first time in a year, 15 months or so. And so it was me and my daughter alone. And we go out to the garden, we tool around there, blow a lot of bubbles, play some games, time to read a story. She sits on my lap. We're reading this and I'm like, you know me? And she goes, Daddy. <laughs> so I think that she'll they won't be farting on me for a long time. Yep. God yep. willing. <laughs> yeah. I've always been impressed, you know, we believe in the attitude of letting kids experiment, try things. It's sort of the nature of the hippy dippy school that our children go to (laughs) is very hands-on, experiential. And why we chose the hippy dippy school. Yes, Yes. it is why we chose the hippy dippy school. But I give Bob so much credit that he allows that to extend to the kitchen. Yes. And that he tries it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have sometimes allowed it to extend to the kitchen. The kids like to make their own lunchtime sandwiches. <laughs> we do not try them. Well, okay. Those sandwiches are usually bread with Nilla wafers. Nilla wafers, Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese on top of that. And ketchup. Yes. <laughs> Who wants to eat? No one. Oh, bread, Nilla's, ketchup. No, thank you. Parmesan. And Parmesan cheese. <laughs> right? Disgusting. Like, I'll take, if they're happy, great. Yeah. Uh, Mama's not and and that. and so so Bob tries it. He does. He's a step beyond. There you go. 
He's a, he's a step more committed than we are. Have to choose to engage. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. And, and, and we hope that you are well and safe yeah. around wherever you are listening around the world. And we've got another story lined up and some, like we mentioned, some more storytellers on the way. And so we'll be back very soon. Yep. And feel free to check out funnyparents.com, funnyparentspodcast.com. And you can get more information about registering for our wordplay workshop, where we're going to help you make reading time more fun. Talk soon. <laughs>